0: Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.
1: It's Tuesday, October 31st. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis University graduate student Intima Abu Helu is terrified for her family who lives in central Gaza. It's been nearly two weeks since she heard from them.
0: It was like hearing like a farvel wishes from your parents because they don't know if they're going to walk up alive or not.
1: St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson spoke with Abu Helu about the Israel Hamas war and how her family is dealing with the devastating conflict. We'll have that conversation in just a few minutes. Ticketing outside the Wentzville GM plant is on hold following a tentative agreement between the automaker and UAW. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports. The deal includes a 25 percent pay raise over roughly five years. Wentzville employee Xavion Crenshaw says the contract doesn't include everything they wanted, but it's a good start.
2: I think every day was worth it, you know, for us holding the line and doing what we had to do to come to a good agreement. So I mean, if you ask me, i say it was well worth it, you know. And I'm glad that we was
1: able to do it, you know, and stand strong together. UAW leadership said it will soon communicate with its members about how and when to return to work. From there, leadership will vote on the tentative deal, and it could send the deal to members late this week. In Wentzville, I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. An appellate judge from Springfield is Governor Mike Parsons' pick to fill a vacancy on the Missouri Supreme Court. Ginger Gooch spent several years in private practice before being named to the Southern District Court of Appeals. The governor's decision means the state Supreme Court will have a female majority for the first time. Gooch says it's an honor to play a role in reaching that milestone.
0: It's a wonderful opportunity, and, you know, it just also makes me filled with gratitude for all of the outstanding lawyers and judges that I've worked with in my career, both men and women.
1: Gooch will succeed Patricia Breckenridge, who retired this year. St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell is abandoning his U.S. Senate bid and instead running against Democratic Congresswoman Cori Bush. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on why the Democratic officeholder is changing course. Bell says he's abandoning his U.S. Senate bid and instead trying to oust Bush, who has represented Missouri's first congressional district since 2021. Bell chastised Bush for not supporting some of President Joe Biden's agenda, pointing to her vote against the federal infrastructure bill. But Bush easily pushed back a Democratic challenge in 2022, beating State Senator Steve Roberts in a landslide. Bell says he isn't deterred by Bush's electoral track record. And in this case, this district needs steady and effective leadership. This country needs steady and effective leadership. And I'm making this run because I believe it's the right thing to do. The primary for the first congressional district seat will take place next August. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis's budget director says the city does not have a plan if voters decide not to renew the earnings tax. Members of a House committee examined that city tax during a meeting yesterday in St. Louis. There would be a 10-year phase-out if voters ever reject the levy, but budget director Paul Payne says implementation of that is not clear. There is no current uh, scenario which says uh, our earnings tax goes away, and this is, the, this is what we do. Residents have voted three times since 2010 to retain the tax. The next retention vote is in 2026. Attorneys representing Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft say a Cole County judge overstepped when rewriting an abortion rights ballot summary. Noah Taborda reports. The original
0: summary says the proposed constitutional amendments allowed dangerous and unregulated abortions until live birth. Last month, Circuit Court Judge John Beatham rewrote the summary as establishing a right to make decisions about reproductive health care and undoing the near-total ban on abortion. Assistant Attorney General Josh Devine argued the appeals court should restore the original wording. The
1: trial court strayed far from its legitimate role when it decided to rewrite every single word of every single statement.
0: The ACLU of Missouri is asking the panel to uphold Beatum's decision, arguing Ashcroft let his personal beliefs override his duty. I'm Noah Taborda.
1: The Vatican will consider appeals from two closed parishes in the St. Louis region. The Archdiocese of St. Louis says a Vatican Council will consider the cases of St. Elizabeth, mother of John the Baptist in North City, and Saints Philip and James Parish in St. Genevieve County. The closures are part of the Archdiocese All Things New Reorganization Plan that reduces the number of parishes from 178 to 135. Archbishop Mitchell Rosanski says the appeals are an anticipated part of the process. Illinois' annual public school report card shows students have largely caught up to pre-pandemic achievement in reading but are still struggling in math. Sarah Karp reports.
2: Nearly 35 percent of Illinois 3rd through 11th graders scored at a proficient level in reading and writing on tests given last spring. That's only three percentage points below where students were pre-pandemic. State Superintendent Tony Sanders says it's especially good because Illinois has one of the highest standards for reading proficiency in the nation.
1: Great sign for the state of Illinois that we are really back on track, specifically in English language arts. Math, we still have more work to do.
2: Only 27% of students reach proficiency in math. Sanders says going forward, he wants to make sure students are getting high quality math instruction.
1: That's reporter Sarah Karp. Intima Abu Helu is no stranger to war. The St. Louis University graduate student grew up in central Gaza, and much of her family still lives there. Abu Helu recently sat down with St. Louis public radio reporter Andrea Henderson to talk about trying to stay in touch with her family during a time of war and why this conflict is different from those in the past between Israel and Hamas.
0: These sound scared. And the last time I talked to my parents it's the first time in my life to feel to sense that they're scared because you know during the wars my family my parents tend to be strong and solid because they wanted to reassure us they wanted like you know to provide it to to provide us with safety and but um it's the first time in my life to feel to ever feel that my parents are scared too. my, my mom more to me were difficult she's she said she told me like I don't know if we're gonna stay alive or not but whatever happens, just stay strong take care of yourself take care of your health take care of your study and always keep in contact with your sister because I have a sister she's um, in Qatar so she told me my mom was telling me like you should take care of each other uh, whatever happens you have your sister support you and you should support your sister so it's like it was like hearing like a horrible wishes from your parents because they don't know if they're gonna walk up alive or not to them it was the, the most like you know scary part would be the night because they would bomb in a crazy way but now it's even like during the day so my mom told me like my brother was trying to get water for them and the Bombed a house, like he was walking very close to the house because you never know. Like you want, he want to bring water. Like he, he, it's nowhere safe. Like you, you'd be targeted at any time, at any given time. They, uh, they are now taking shelter in honor schools because they think that it's a safe place because honor schools. It's the United Nations Relief and Work Agency for Palestinian refugees. Okay. So it's an operating agency for the United Nations. So UNOWA schools should be protected by international laws. So that's why people are taking shelters in the UNOWA schools, because they think it's a safe place. But since the beginning of the war, they have bombed five ANOVA schools, while more than 10,000 Palestinians are taking shelter there. Mm-hmm. So no place is safe. That's the thing that you can walk out, you can get your basics because at any given time you would be targeted.
2: So 10 days went by after your mom, the first day she told you to take care of your sister. What do you remember or what was going through your mind and how did how did you kind of take care of yourself for those 10 days that went by? until you were able to speak to your family again and how did you get back in contact with them
0: i was physically here but my heart and my mind wasn't with my family and my people i was feeling guilty the entire time you know being here being in a safe place having access to food internet water while your parents and your people are starving why your parents and your people are not safe, and I couldn't help but to feel guilty, and to wish to be there with them, to wish to be there to hug my nephews. Because my sister, she sent me a video of her five-year son telling her, like, my mom, like mom, I don't want you to die. I don't want my sister to die. I don't want my, my grandparents to die and asking her like how it is it going to be painful if we died if we died and we're under the rebels will my grandfather come to help and take us from the under the rebels it was hard hearing that like hearing this you know how a five years kid around the world like he should be in a, in a park or you know going to school life a five year old kid in Gaza is thinking about death we're living in a different realities from what we should be living to what we should, what we're actually living.
2: You said that you spoke with them again 10 days later. Did you call them when they, I guess that was what, on the 17th?
0: So my mom, um, my parents, and my siblings are taking children in honor school, and that day they had to rent a generator because they had, like, among the other families, there were patients with cancer. So uh, they needed to, like rent a generator. So they were able to uh, charge their cell phones and get connected to internet. And my mom, she's the one that texted me because the mom will always be a mom. So she was worried about me. Like though I should be the one that is concerned about them, she's, she was like making sure that I'm okay instead of me making sure that they're okay. What did she say to you? Just the same thing. Like take care of yourself, take care of your health, eat well, don't talk a lot about it. Uh, you're in a country that wants to protect you, you're a foreigner here. Uh, just know that I uh, love you and I'm uh, proud of you and that I always pray for you.
2: So when you saw that message come through, what were you thinking?
0: I was happy that they were okay. But it, I was heartbroken because it seemed like a farewell message. Just, you know, you imagine your parents are like, you're like we may die at any time, so you take care of yourself. It was hard reading these messages.
2: Have you spoken with any of your friends or anybody else that may possibly be um, you know, um, under
0: attack as well? Whenever I check my news feed Facebook, I see another people, another like, family that I know I wiped out. A lot of my friends and their entire families got killed. And,
2: I'm so sorry to hear that.
0: And, you know, it is hard to reach out to them to, during this time because, you know, the Internet a problem. And, you know, I have no words to tell them. Because I know how it feels. I just feel speechless. You know, what can I say? What can I say that can make you feel safe? What can I say that can make you feel better? Nothing would I say would make you feel better but to pray for them.
1: St. Louis University grad student Intima Abuhelu spoke with St. Louis Public Radio reporter Andrea Henderson. More about this conversation at stlpr.org. Our Brian Moline edited that report. The Gateway is a presentation of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt.